The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to an emergency. Google Algorithm Update Edition of the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to reevaluate the changing landscape of Google Search post the June core update. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is the lead SEO strategist and the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. And today, Jordan and I are going to pull back the curtain on what we are calling Google's fake news algorithm update. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Jordan, welcome to the emergency edition of the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben, we should pre-announce the pre-announcement of this emergency podcast, since that's what Google did just now in this algorithm update. Uh, We will do our best to get the word out here that we're going to talk about the Google update. But now that you're here, I just want to fill everyone up and paint a picture for you of what life has been like at the search metrics office. As soon as Google announced that there was going to be an update, Tyson wrapped a bandana around his head and was running around like John Rambo. Sebastian was (laughs) under his desk crying, and I've never seen anybody sweat into a keyboard more than Jordan over the last week. (laughs) It's been a heck of a week. Jordan, talk to us about what's happening with the Google update. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's maybe better that Google doesn't pre-announce these things. The anticipation is is painful. But no, in in all seriousness, it is pretty unique. Danny Sullivan, who leads up their efforts at Google to be more proactive and and share this information with the public, did so earlier this month. I believe it was June 2nd. He informed the public that this uh, rollout was coming. It wasn't a super specific set of information, but basically... 
you know, he stated that this would be a core, broad core algorithm update, which we talk a lot about on the podcast and what these mean and how these broad core updates impact sites. Uh, and then he also recommended people to look at the, the guidance and, and information that Google provides on best practices. And that was, that was about it. But what we've been able to find is that there's been a significant amount of volatility and in both in particular categories, as you mentioned, news, and then also in the SERP and in the SERP layout and experience that Google is providing their users. The interesting thing to me here, and I'll use a religious metaphor and apologies if I offend anyone, this is essentially the god of SEO saying, hey, by the way, there's going to be a massive earthquake next week. <laughs> just, <laughs> just be ready. And you don't yeah, know what yeah. to get ready for. You don't know what's going to shake or where it's going to be, but it's going to happen. So Jordan, tell me a little bit about what you and the rest of the search metrics team are doing, knowing that a core update is coming to understand what has changed and who it's affecting. Yeah. So knowing that this update is coming isn't all that bad of a thing. It allows us to prepare. And one of the things that we're able to do is look at our giant research database, uh, which we call the Research Cloud, and understand how certain volatility and rankings is impacting certain domains. So leveraging Research Cloud is one of the main things that we do here. We also here at Searchmetrics have done a lot of work in creating uh, industry-specific projects and reports so that we can better look at certain categories and see how these algorithm updates impact those categories. May it be news, e-commerce, travel, and so forth. So essentially, we already have some canned reports that are industry-wide for all of the major industries that are impacted on search. And when there is an update, we're looking at specific winners and losers within those industries to understand what has changed across the broader landscape. Correct. And I think this is a great way for us to get a directional view into what Google is doing differently. Because ultimately, the answer here isn't to create, say, poster childs of good or bad practices in SEO, but it's more to understand how is Google evolving? What are their expectations now moving forward when it comes to their best practices and guidelines? So essentially, our, our visibility score turns out to be the KPI, and we're looking at the individual performance of brands across a wide set of industries to understand what Google is thinking, not specifically to say, hey, this brand is doing it right or wrong. But there are some winners and losers that pop out, which help us make some assumptions. And that's one of the reasons why we're calling this the fake news update is across a lot of the brands that have been impacted, it shows that Google is trying to correct for a specific type of content. So Jordan, Let's actually talk about the losers first, because I think that's really insightful into understanding what Google's mindset is going into this change. Talk to me about who you're seeing getting punished with this last uh, Google core update. Yeah. So the biggest site overall that's seen the biggest volatility is Wikipedia. And it's not a surprise. Wikipedia is often one of the sites that sees lots of volatility upward or downward in these updates because they are the most visible site within Google. So no big shocker there. But one of the insights that allows us to gather, especially when they're the number one site impacted, is that typically this means that Google has made some major modifications to the SERP. So they've uh, either A, introduced new elements, either that be a new way of showcasing the knowledge graph, carousels, embedded experiences, you know, such as like a, a Twitter card. And these changes 
move the SERP and the SERP layout around. And oftentimes they have a very directional impact to Wikipedia because these are areas where Wikipedia is generally very present. So what was the change on the SERP? Do we know what that is? Yeah. So one of the biggest changes that we see in the SERP is a big increase in video carousel, a big increase in news carousel, oftentimes stacked really closely to one another. We've seen the, in some instances and in some examples, the removal of the knowledge graph for a keyword and the introduction of those experiences in the SERP. So really, it's kind of Google playing a little bit of a maneuvering game of which element is a richer experience within our SERP. In local, we see a heavier dose of map integrations. Uh, and so these are some of the primary examples of Google introducing their experience. And that doesn't necessarily mean that brands are excluded from those experiences. It just means that Google is reshifting or prioritizing the importance of these elements within the SERP. Hmm. Google is prioritizing maps and YouTube. Well, well, there's a shocker. Google is promoting the Google products and they're able to, to filter and understand you know, what content is there, probably better than the third-party sites. Not a shocker there. Sure. Tell me about the other industries that were impacted by this update. Yeah. So another big bucket here are news and media-related sites. And so what we see is sites like, say, Mashable, CBS, and even, even other sites that kind of cover news-like related topics like, say, Instagram, had some downward pressure. And, and what I like to s- describe that as, is, as we look at the data, is kind of casualties of war. And what I mean by that is, uh, these are websites that rank for a lot of keywords. Oftentimes, these are newsy-like related keywords. And when Google is trying to make an adjustment to, say, reduce the amount of spammy content or reduce the amount of low quality content that's ranking for these types of keywords, those bigger sites will just end up getting getting hit. We also see a big bucket of just lowbrow, useless kind of, not necessarily just purely useless, but low quality like content. Uh, one of these is, is thoughtco.com. And they they basically you know have topics that may cover themes that might seem very newsy like but the article and the content substance is, is pretty, pretty low value. And so in those types of scenarios, what we're seeing is Google, as has as been alluded, trying to really monitor and maintain that kind of fake news quality bar and ensure that the best quality sites or the best quality experience in this particular case is taking precedent, especially in the first page of the SERP. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So there is a format or a type of content or, you know, at least a quality bar that Google is trying to maintain. And the people that are being impacted or the brands, I should say, that are being impacted by this change are not only the the thought codes of the worlds. I think you mentioned another one in our pre-production meeting, Ventmere or something along those lines, like sites that you would not think of as an end consumer to visit as a destination. You're finding them purely through search and they're creating relatively low quality content. But there are some other brands that were impacted by this as well that are traditional news and, and media brands. Jordan, talk to me about who some of those brands are and why they're getting impacted. Yeah, some other big brands here are like CBS. And in particular, there was an article written in Fast Company about Daily Mail, a UK-based news site who lost 50% of their traffic through this update. Now, the interesting thing about this particular website and the example here is, and I think this is just a more cautionary tale for all the SEOs who are listening here, is the head SEO at Daily Mail made it very public. So he went onto a couple of Google forums. He was cited on a couple industry websites, including Search Engine Land, really quoting the fact that they had this big hit from Google. And thus, Fast Company and a few other mainstream media sites started to pick that up and talk about the hit to traffic that Daily Mail had. And so I, I think it's a good cautionary tale of when these algorithm changes happen, you know, sometimes it can affect your brand in a very negative way. And how you address the public about that change can sometimes create a bigger media stir or attention than you want. And I think that it's smart to be well prepared to know how you want to address these topics and how you want to be public about winning or losing in any of these Google algorithm updates, because you can quickly become the poster child of the bad or the good. And in either of those scenarios, it can be very damaging to your brand or the long-term viability of your SEO strategy. So yes, you don't want to brand yourself as the poster boy for getting crushed by Google algorithm change. (laughs) Probably not a great career move. Correct. Feel bad for the people at Daily Mail. Apologies for highlighting you in a negative fashion in the podcast. Let's talk about some of the people that were winners. Wherever there are losers, you know, somebody is picking up that market share. Who gained the most from this update? Yeah, so there's kind of three buckets of winners here that we noticed through our data. The first bucket is the ultimate news websites that kind of trickled in. So these are websites like Newsweek and CNN.com. And it's no surprise there, right? Whenever there's some sort of volatility in a category, you're going to see some that kind of bubble to the top and some that that go down to the bottom based on how Google's adjusting their algorithm. But that's probably the lesser of the group. I think the more interesting bucket here is one that we have talked about, which is these directory sites or these kind of content aggregator type sites. So this includes you know websites like dictionary.com, yellowpages.com, Yelp, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And obviously there's very differing content strategies between them, but they all have large amounts of content 
in some cases, local content. And in these scenarios, what we like to say is these guys became fillers because as Google was taking out a lot of these low quality, smaller websites, not nearly mainstream websites, Google has to backfill those positions with a result. And if they're not able to put in their own experience, like a carousel or a map, somebody has to surface. And many of these websites have lots and lots of content that has some value, maybe not the highest value, but some value. And those were the sites that kind of filled into that, you know, eight, nine, 10 spot uh, within the SERP. So we're seeing local directories. You mentioned the yellow pages of the world. We're also seeing aggregators, Rotten Tomatoes for media, Foursquare for locations, and sites like dig.com for content that are moving. So since we talked about the news and media and some of those industries being punished, are these local aggregators and directories being shown you know, where news and media content was? Or are there any news and media companies that are filling the gap? Was there anybody in news and media that won? Yeah, so there's some interesting winners within news and media that I actually think not only won, but won in a way that is generating traffic. So HuffPo, uh, HuffPost.com being one of them, they did some rebranding a few months back from HuffingtonPost.com, I believe, to HuffPost.com. And so this is probably a trickle effect of their migration as well as some changes. So they're definitely seeing some traffic and traction from this change. And so the reality is that many of these changes, in, in our opinion here at Search Metrics, is that they're not real traffic drivers, these new positions that these websites are getting. They're just kind of reclaiming a lost spot by a lower quality site. And so they're not necessarily getting a lot of traffic from this algorithm update. And so the byproduct of that is that you, know, you typically see rankings that are pretty generic in nature. So a lot of head terms, branded terms, and this is one of the indications that Google is trying to ensure that the SERP has highest possible quality in the results without introducing risk scenarios into the results that might be claimed as, say, fake news or disingenuous type content. Yeah, it seems like at the end of the day, what Google is trying to do, excuse my language, they're trying to bury the crap. Right. And the things that they're putting in place of content that is not very interesting is potentially inaccurate and it's just not a compelling experience. Uh, they're putting things that's filler, right? They're, they're leading you to an aggregator site. They're, they're allowing you to sort of search a directory. And maybe in some cases, you know, you mentioned Huffington Post and MSN. There's some content that's backfilling for that, but it's not the top of the page. They're using their own experiences in YouTube in maps to try to get you where you want to go. Correct. And that's that third bucket, which is YouTube, who kind of just saw a massive spike. And that's largely due to the introduction of more video carousel in a lot of these keywords. Okay. Any other words now that the ground has potentially stopped shaking? Anything that we're keeping our eye on? And, and you know, what should the rest of the SEO community know as the core update uh, rolls out? Well, the first thing is, is that uh, don't freak out. You know, cool heads through these transitions with Google are the top priority. These issues can be solved and you can fix any downturn from an algorithm update, but it requires uh, clear thinking. And I think that that's some encouragement as, as I start to read more and more publications come out with the Daily Mail scenario and, and talk about the challenges that they're having there. 
But the other thing folks to recognize here is the fact that this was a pre-announcement. We'll see if that happens again and if Google continues that trend. And this is pretty a unique time of year for a, a pretty broad core update. Typically, we see one in the spring and the fall, but here we're seeing one in the summer. So it'll be interesting to see if Google becomes a little more consistent in the volume of updates that they have throughout the year. So a lot of interesting things for us to look forward to as we unpack more Google updates in the future. We don't really use this podcast as a sales tool, but I want to offer some help for anybody that's been impacted by this update that wants to understand what's happening, whether their whole industry has been impacted or just this brand. Take advantage of our digital diagnostic. You know, we have the tools and the resources to be able to look into specific industries, your brand specifically, what's happening. Doesn't cost anything. So, you know, without going on too much of a sales pitch, let us help you if you're impacted by the Google update. We're here to help. You know, hopefully we can point you in the right direction. Uh, and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the SEO strategist and CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.